Philadelphian Bible Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, and more. I'm Mentor Mama. And today we are going to be talking about the story behind a very impactful ministry called Love You More Bracelets and how a life-changing event helped one family learn more about the Lord's promises for us, how to rest in his peace and to continue a legacy through colorful acts of kindness. Our guests today, Mike and Michelle Coletta, from Love You More Bracelets, will be talking about their ministry inspired by their daughter, Michaela, and their journey in helping others. But first, a word from our sponsor. We still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. My mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. So I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor and specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you, when you need it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time, and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to okay. the podcast. Oh, One other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. Mike and Michelle Coletta are a homeschool family from Wadsworth, Illinois. It was during an unexpected cancer diagnosis of their oldest daughter, Michaela, that their comfortable lives changed. As they stepped into unfamiliar territory through doctor's visits, test results, and disappointment, they learned to trust God on a whole new level. Through heartache and pain, they realized that God does not always answer our prayers the way we think he should. They did, however, learn that his promises are true. We just need to be still and obey. They have learned firsthand through the word to see light in the darkness. Please welcome Mike and Michelle. Thank you so much. How are you? Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. Great to be here. You know, I have had the privilege of meeting Michelle in person. Yes. At our mom's group ministry. And it was hearing your story firsthand that I just knew right then and there that I wanted to share with the coffee and Bible time community. You know, what you remember that. Yeah. What you both have endured is not what any parent would want to go through, but just in hearing your story and just Um, learning that when you're grounded in your faith, when you can attempt to see God's bigger picture and trust in his promise of life everlasting, that you realize God's grace can and does see you through. 
And so why don't we just start out by having you tell us about your family and Michaela and the story behind what changed your path of life? Sure. Yeah. So we, we are a family of five uh, and I homeschool. Um, we're a homeschool family and business owners. Um, our youngest uh, son, uh, his name is Christian and he's nine and Isabella is our middle child and she's 11, soon to be 12. And uh, our eldest daughter, whom is the person that we are here to talk about today is Michaela. And she should, she would be 13 right now. And so Michaela was our firstborn and simply just the most delightful child you, we could have ever been blessed with as new parents. Yeah. Um, she was just the sweetest little girl, loving and caring, um, giving, uh, and just a joy to be around. I never really had to discipline Michaela. She was just, she just got it. You know, she just got rules and she know she knew how to obey. She was, we called her wise behind her years or beyond her years at like mm-hmm. four. Oh, she, um, wow. she was just my biggest helper, my biggest cheerleader. And just the one that would come sit next to you and just want to hug you and want to talk to you. I mean, she just was so easy to be honest. And we just loved her so much. I considered Michaela kind of a daddy's girl. Um, Often I'd be coming home from work and she'd call me and come out on the front porch and wait for me to pull in. And she would be waving with a big smile, run up to my car and give me a big hug. Um, you know, a lot of times she called me at work just to see how I'm doing when I'd be home from work. And no matter how busy I was, I would always make sure that I'd take that call because she just had that, that loving, enduring kind of personality that you just enjoyed being around. And so it was always a joy. It, it never felt like I'm tired or I don't have time. It, it just, it just always, I always made time for her. So, um, but in April of 2019, everything kind of changed in our, our life. We, uh, consider ourselves very blessed, um, with health and, uh, we were doing well in our careers and, uh, but, um, Michaela came to us in April and said, I have a little pain in my side and we didn't think much of it. We thought maybe she just pulled a muscle. And then later that afternoon, she developed a fever and started saying it was hurting worse. So we decided let's take her to the doctor and uh, they ended up ordering a CT scan. And about midnight, the doctors came in and um, told us that we found a mass uh, We need to leave by ambulance right now to Chicago, and she needs to have this removed. And the hospital that we're taking you to has a good oncology department. Mm -hmm. So we went from literally thinking maybe the worst, her appendix, um, to possibly a cancer diagnosis. So this totally catapulted us in in a different direction. Um, the next day she had surgery and, uh, they diagnosed her with stage three cancer. Um, while the original report was very optimistic, I remember one of the first conversations with the oncologist was you're very fortunate that your daughter has this type of cancer because it's very treatable and she should be done with treatment in six months. And, um, it should never come back. And so we left feeling very optimistic that, okay, this is going to be really hard, but in no way did we think it was going to be something that could take her. So we, in a few days, we, um, after the surgery, a couple weeks later, she started radiation and then started her treatment plan of, um, chemo And uh, after the first scan, there was some spots in the lungs that appeared and they weren't 100% sure at that point if that was cancer. 
but then the second scan that we had uh, six weeks later showed that there definitely was progression. So we decided we needed to change hospitals and go to a, a larger cancer center. And um, so we did that. And Michaela started the hardest chemo you can do. Um, and uh, it was three, three drugs a day for five days straight. You stay in the hospital. And then uh, pretty much at that point, we were living out of the hospital because her counts would drop and we couldn't leave. So they had to keep her uh, pumped with antibiotics to, to make sure that she didn't get an infection. And uh, that just changed everything. Well, in the middle of going back and forth to the hospital, Michaela had said that she wanted to go to church. Tell us about that and the blessing that came out of that. Yeah, so that was that was a cool um, experience. And in fact, this, this is the reason that Love Me More Bracelets exist, is this connection. Um, so we went to church and normally Michaela and prior to her diagnosis would go to Sunday school. And, uh, but she wanted to sit with Michelle and I. And so we were excited for that. Um, of course we wanted her right next to us all the time, but, um, that week IRIF was there. So IRIF is an organization, it's Indian rural, uh, evangelical fellowship and, um, it's a orphanage in India that um, they were doing a presentation. A man named Trey Moore, the director of IRIF, was there and talking about this organization. And so Michaela and I and Michelle were all moved by the presentation. You know, there's over 2,000 students that attend this orphanage. Some live there, some don't. They come for the day, but they are all fed, clothed medical care is taken care of. Um, and what's unique is IRIF teaches them the gospel. Mm -hmm. So in India, many of the, um, people are, are, do not believe in Jesus. They, um, I have heard statistics that over 70 million people in India, um, cannot write or read. Um, and so they don't have the opportunities like we do here in the States. So after the presentation, Michaela leaned over and told us that she wanted to give her allowance money to the kids at, at IRIF. And uh, so that was just like her. She always thought of others. <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure you want to give all of it to them? And she said, yes, I do. So um, and on our way out of church, um, some elders had pulled us aside, Michelle and I, and asked us, hey, how's Michaela doing? So we told them that, unfortunately, the last couple scans did not go our way. And uh, um, we really need to see a miracle. And we're kind of running out of options. And uh, so they said, well, we're going to reach out to some people. And we're going to get get some prayer going for Michaela. So uh, unbeknownst to us, they knew Trey and knew that Trey had seen some amazing healings in India. So they Trey had texted me uh, a couple days later and said, I heard about your daughter's condition and I'd love to come over and meet her and pray for her. Um, and it was kind of funny because I said, well, actually, Michaela wants to meet you too, because she has some money that she wants to give to your organization. So within a couple of weeks, Trey was at our house. So you can imagine Michaela being so excited. Um, you know, I think it was about a week later, Trey Moore was at her house sitting in her living room and uh, Michaela was able to actually hand over her allowance to Trey. And she was so excited because she knew where that money was going exactly like these kids needed it the most. So she was so excited and then Trey, of course, prayed for Michaela, which was just a sweet prayer. We were all in the room, all five of us, plus Trey. So that was just a, a wonderful experience for us to have as a family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you're going through that, it just means the world to you when someone comes over and just says, I want to pray for your daughter. Mm -hmm. So it was just very heart 
heartwarming and touching. But, you know, in the conversation with Trey, he went on to say all of these wonderful things about IREF and the culture there, um, especially with the kids and the women. They love to wear colorful things and like outfits and jewelry. So I think that was like ding, ding, ding for Michaela. <laughs> She was making bracelets at that time in the hospital and she learned to make beautiful beaded bracelets in her, in her downtime. And so she had a collection of them sitting in her room. So she went straight, straight to her room and grabbed like a handful of them and put them in a bag and handed that over as well to Trey and said, I want you to give these to the children. I want them to have them. So Trey's like, absolutely. I'm actually going there in six weeks. I'll, I'll hand them over myself and, so that gave us the idea of, well, let's make more because if he is going, you know, and, and can carry little, you know, small little packages of bracelets, let's make a night of it and make more. So that's what we did. We, we spent an evening, evening as a family and made probably another couple dozen of bracelets. And I remember that night it was, it was fun. And like, we were laughing and, um, Sorry. It was the first time in a long time Michaela actually had fun and laughed with her family making these bracelets because she knew where they were going and she loved doing things for people. She loved making, she loved making gifts. That was her heart's desire is, is to make something for everybody, especially for holidays. She wanted to know what color was her favorite and what size were they and what were their interests. I want to make it for them and mm. so that was one part of the love you more bracelets um the the idea was that we wanted that to be a part of everyone else's experience that they have fun yes so. and it's just it's so beautiful that everything that she was going through herself she was thinking of others yeah and those children and the orphanage and and just how God orchestrated you being in that church service at that time. And yeah, we look back at that <sighs> still are in awe of how it all came together. We were just talking about it the other day that, you know, had, had we not sat, gone to church that day, first off, or if, uh, Michaela didn't sit with us and be moved by the presentation. And if the elder of the church didn't reach out to Trey, none of this would have all came together and it all did seamlessly. And, and uh, I think the other thing that's beautiful is I think a lot of times as, as people or Christians, um, we wait for everything that be kind of lined up in our life for us to step out and help others. And Michaela was a true testimony to, you don't need to wait. You can do simple things for people, no matter what your circumstances, you don't have to wait for enough money in a bank account. You don't have to wait for um, everybody's at, you know, in a good place in your life, you can step out and help Mm -hmm. even in the simplest way. And that's what she taught us. She taught us to do that because we could have easily said, well, you know, helping another organization right now, we can't really fit that in amongst cancer treatment, you know, mm-hmm. but she, that was in her heart. She, she knew she could do something and, and she did it, you know, and that's been a beautiful thing. Yeah. She's amazing. Hey, this is Mentor Mama, and I have an incredibly practical tip for all our listeners. With over 130 orders I've already placed on Instacart, I can't tell you enough how much I absolutely love Instacart. If you hate going grocery shopping or always end up coming home with way more items than were on your list, which of course blows your budget, then Instacart is for you. I actually save both time and money using Instacart. I save time shopping because the app keeps track of all my regular purchases, making each subsequent order super fast to enter on my app. I also save time by avoiding checkout lines and driving to and from the store. In addition to saving time, 
I have saved so much money because I don't get seduced by every new flavor or product on the shelf. My grocery bills have been considerably less. So, if you want to make shopping easy, get delivery via Instacart in as fast as one hour, and get your first delivery free, click the link in our description and start today. Well, tell us about what was the next step in, in treatment at this point? Yeah, so after um, that fun day, uh, Michaela had to go back and start treatment again. And uh, the next couple rounds of treatment, um, she tolerated them well, but the next scan that came back um, wasn't good. And then... Mm-hmm. Just after Christmas, they ordered another CT scan, and this one was kind of a a big deal, Um, and it didn't go good. Um, So we sat down with the doctors after the scan. Fortunately, they waited till after Christmas. We had an amazing Christmas with Michaela, and uh, they said the cancer spread throughout her body. Um, and that there's no other option that we would want to try, um, that anything known to work we've tried and it's not working. And so take her home. So we, uh, we did, we took her home. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. What was going through your mind when you heard the doctor's report? Honestly, I was saying that's not true. God's bigger than this. That's that's honestly what was going through my mind. Apart from the hurt and that that report is really hard to hear. I was more reflecting it of that's not my God. That's not what he does. Because we were so on the path of he's going to heal her. And you guys just sit back and watch, you know, um, that honestly was going through my mind. And then, you know, when we get home, it was a different story. Yeah. I think the car ride, um, was probably the hardest because Michaela wanted to know what the scan said. And So we're trying to process this because literally they they sat us down a room apart and said, you know, all what they said. And um, so we get in the car and Michaela's like, so how'd it go? You know, how'd the scan? What, what's the results? And we all we told her was Michaela didn't go good. And so she didn't ask any more questions. It's almost like that was what she needed to know and all she wanted to know. And honestly, we, Michelle and I didn't even have a chance to talk about it because literally we, we had to walk from one room to the next, get her and take her to the car. Take her home. So we got home and I think that's when reality set in that, like, what is going on? What do we do now? What does this look like? And so in some regards, we were relieved because Michaela towards the end hated being at the hospital. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, you're confined to one room, 
she's hooked up to machines. She didn't want to be there and we didn't want to be there, but we knew we had to, we had to do this. Mm -hmm. And so I, I feel like there was some relief in the sense that she doesn't have to go back there. She doesn't have to have any more pokes. She doesn't have to have any more scans or transfusions or anything else. And so I think that was kind of a relief, but um, we weren't thinking we were there. We, we did not, we just thought, okay, if this round doesn't work, they're going to come up with something else. Like we, we didn't realize we were at that end. So. Michelle, you had, you had shared a, a story um, with me that was so heart touching, was wondering if you'd be willing to share yeah. um, about after Michaela passed. Bella's, Bella's dream. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was so Bella and Michaela were best friends. Um, they did everything together. They would sleep in the same room, although they had their separate rooms. <laughs> they would sleep in the same room every single night and have their sleepovers and they just got along so well. So The day that Michaela passed, it was it was a sudden thing. We didn't we weren't expecting her to just the Lord to take her. So um, after coming home from the hospital and all of what that drop our tra traumatic experience was, we had to sit Bella and Christian down and say Michaela's mm -hmm. not coming home. She she passed away. So that. That was really hard for Bella to hear because she woke up with Michaela. Michaela was here and now she's not. And all of these prayers that we're saying about healing and, you know, Michaela's going to be better and the Lord loves us, and which is all still true. Uh, Bella was very mad that night and she's, she, she started screaming and yelling all of these things like, God, you didn't. You didn't let me say goodbye to my sister. And you said you were going to heal her and you didn't. And other things that came out of her mouth, which are, are just so honest that she just was, she was heartbroken. She was angry. And I had never, we had never seen her like that before. No, that's not. How and Bella is Bella is she's quiet and sweet, but she's not angry. So we couldn't say much, but other than Michaela's with Jesus, and and that's a good thing. She's healed. She's finally got her healing. It's just not here. So we went to bed that night. We all slept in our room because we didn't want to be apart from each other. So Bella and Christians slept on a mat on our room, and we have a first floor master in our home, so we're you know, a room away from the kitchen. And so the next morning, as tough as it was to get up, we were all sitting around. I think we were on the front porch and Bella just kind of, I think she was kind of like making circles on the ground or just making a drawing. And she goes, I had a dream about Michaela last night. And I said, oh, really? What was it? And she goes, well, I, I got up out of bed and I started to walk towards the kitchen and I looked towards the front door and I saw Michaela and she had long hair and she has, she was wearing a, a pretty white gown and she had a, almost like a belt around her and she was wearing sandals. And she also was wearing uh, like flowers on her head, like a crown, but it wasn't a crown like a princess would wear. It was a crown like that laid flat like a wreath and it was pretty flowers mom it was white flowers and there was gold she was very specific about that there has there was gold in there mom because it was really sparkly and pretty and i was like oh my gosh that's wonderful bella and then she said that she michaela walked up to her and gave her a hug and i was like oh my gosh bella that's that's wonderful how do you feel and she goes but wait she was holding a man's hand. And I, 
I thought immediately, oh, that must have been daddy. And I said, well, who was the man? She goes, well, I don't know. I couldn't see him because he was so bright. His face was glowing. And he, he too was wearing like a white gown and like a belt around himself. But I couldn't see his face because it was almost like a bluish, like bright white color. And I was like, oh my gosh, Pa, I think, I think that was Jesus. I think Jesus brought Michaela to you and gave you that gift of saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. And that afterward, the Lord has just brought scripture after scripture of how we're, how we're, we look in glory, how we're dressed and how we are given a crown that we, we throw at his feet. And also how, when he, Jesus transfigures himself, this is the glory that you see. Mm -hmm. And Bella never knew any of that. She, you know, we, we go to church and she knows the Bible stories, but she never knew any of those little details. Sure. So when the Lord revealed these, these scriptures to me, I was just in awe and I had to, I had to just be in so uh, just praise and thankful that God yes. showed that to Bella and it was real. I mean, it was like, it was such a vision for Bella to hold on to that we latch on and yeah. we can envision mm -hmm. it as well and has brought us so much peace. So that day that Bella told me the dream, I had her draw what she wrote or what she saw. Oh. So she draw, she drew the, the dress with the crown and the little slippers. And it's just so precious that we believe that Bella was completely healed of her hurt because of that vision yeah. and that dream. Because even in the vision, she was wearing the same PJs she went to bed and she said, oh. so it was almost like it wasn't a dream. It was actually yeah. a vision. And yes. Jesus was here and Michaela was here. Absolutely. And Bella was able to see it. That veil was lifted so Bella could see that. Yes. Without a doubt. With It's incredible. Yeah. And so beautiful shows how much, yeah, Jesus loves us and loves Bella. And yeah. Oh, wow. Well, tell us about, you know, what you've learned about yourself during and after and on this journey. Hey guys, this is your girl Liram and you're listening to Self-Reflection Podcast. Thank you guys for joining me on another episode of Self-Reflection Podcast. I hope this podcast episode finds you in the best possible state that you can be in for yourself today. Um, you know, and if you're not doing your best, I hope, you know, you find some time to care for your mental health, physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, and your psychological health. You know, I hope you find some time to do some self-reflection. Um, just gather yourself and, you know, Find the best possible way you can deal with what you're dealing with in this moment, right? Um, for me, um, well, I mean, there's so much we learned and we're still, in a sense, peeling back the layers of what, what we learned through this. Um, but I think one thing I learned is I had a lot of pride that I didn't even know I had. Um, as a business owner, I, I started a company when I was really young. So I had been in a lot of situations and uh, experienced a lot of different things. And, you know, through, over the years, you, you always have a plan and you have a plan B and a plan C. And you always come up with a resolution to a concern or a problem but when Michaela got sick initially I treated it like I do everything else you know weigh our options and you know try to gather up as much information as you can to make good decisions and we did all that and no matter how hard I tried um we couldn't find a solution I mean, there was a point where I had six hospitals across the U.S. looking into Michaela's case, trying to get some kind of other solution. Um, 
we were praying. Um, we looked into all sorts of different types of prayer, just trying to find something, just grabbing it, anything that seemed to make sense. And I couldn't get it done. Um, and I think after Michaela passed, I really felt like it wasn't my job, um, that this nothing I could have done would have changed the outcome. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard at first to realize, but the more I kind of let go and really just give it to God. And I mean that in the truest form, just literally mm -hmm. give it to God because, you know, people will say that. And I think it's almost a cliche at times for people like, oh, I'm going to give this to God, but then you're still doing what you need to do behind the scenes and thinking it's going to move God in some way, but truly giving it to him and understanding that I am not in control. I am completely not in control of this. I can do my part as a dad. I can do my part as the caretaker of her. But after that, it's up to him. And I think also we learned that she's not ours. Mm. <laughs> um, she's his. And we've been blessed to take care of her as parents. But ultimately, she's his. And that's a hard thing to, to let go of mm -hmm. because she was so good and she was perfect in our eyes. And uh, so just submitting and, and learning to submit. And yeah. Yeah, I think what I've learned about myself throughout this whole journey is that I, I didn't know God to be God the way that he is now and I just thought that God he's always there and he yes he knows me and he loves me um but I can't access him maybe in the way that um like like an actual person so this has really this journey has really brought me into diving into more seeking him deeply more deeply and knowing that his word is true and alive and that he's always here and he does want to hear from me. He wants me to talk to him and he wants me to worship him. He, and that's what he, part of why he created me. And there's so many good things that he did put inside me that I should love myself. And I never did. And mm. my, my perspective of him is so much more raw and deeper. And that's truly what, what I've learned. And, you know, he has our daughter and I, of course I want, I want to know what she's doing. I want to know yeah. more about heaven. I want to know all these things. And so I've got my hands on a lot of good books and um, that wasn't me prior to this. So That's beautiful. And um, clearly God has been at work in both of your lives in a mighty way, um, walking with you every step of the way on this journey. And what's so cool now I want you to talk about is your nonprofit organization that you've started called Love You More Bracelets in honor of Michaela. Tell us, tell us about that. It's here, and we are so excited. Our new Patreon online community is finally open, and you're invited to join us. Your support is so appreciated and important. In fact, it's what allows us at Coffee and Bible Time to continue on with our ministry. We thank you in advance for your support. Yeah, so a few months after Michaela passed, um, Michelle and I decided that we really need to continue what we experienced that night when Trey came over and prayed for Michaela and we got to build bracelets as a family. Mm -hmm. um, we just had such a good time in it. We just kept going back to that and saying, if Michaela was here, we'd be 
building more bracelets. I know she would, Mm -hmm. she would love to see that and, and continue Mm -hmm. that. And so that's what really sparked this idea that, okay, she's not here with us, you know, but she's definitely, um, with us in, in, and we wanted to continue that, that experience. So, um, that's what started Love You More Bracelets. And so what it is, is it's, we're a 501c3 and we build kits um, and it's everything you need to build seven bracelets. Um, And then Mm -hmm. there's the kit that you get will have all the contents you need to do that. Um, Also in the kit, there's information about Michaela and the connection between Michaela and IRIF and why we're helping IRIF. And then there's information about IRIF as well and you so you as a family will build these bracelets and then you mm-hmm. ship them to us um and then we send them off every quarter to india and all the proceeds go to benefit these kids so um also they get the bracelets which is amazing because they they love it when they know that they're coming they get very excited and they're lining up waiting for these bracelets to get to their village um but it's just, it's also a combination of that, but it's also then you get to spend time with your family and Michelle can talk to you more about how like church ministries have reached out to us and mom's groups and Mm -hmm. um, children's ministries of churches have done this and they just all report back how much fun they had building these bracelets and it's just bringing the community together. Yeah, so I think since we've started this, uh, it's almost been a year. We've I've been in contact with a few ministries at church that have just latched on to this whole um, the meaning behind it and the whole process of it, and they just they find it fun and they find it just wonderful how they can participate to keep Michaela's honor alive and and her story alive and. Um, we're, we, we've been, met a lot of great people like you, yeah. Ellen, uh, that's yeah. how I met you, Ellen. And, mm-hmm. um, so thankful for that day. And the Lord just keeps on blessing us with different, um, avenues of, uh, experiences and divine appointments really are what they are because we were able to meet a lot of great people that are just supportive and, um, understanding. So, we are welcoming more of that. And we pray that the Lord brings us into more of that Mm -hmm. because it is Michaela's heart that we want to keep um, alive and also to benefit the orphanage there in in India where her heart was also. So yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. It's an incredible, absolutely incredible thing in so many ways. Um, Just to share with our listeners, um, our mom's group, uh, receive. So you get like a box that has the, the kit with the beads and the, the string that you make the bracelet with, and you can sit together with your group and make these bracelets. And there's joy in doing that together. There's, there's joy in learning about Michaela's story and how God has used his transforming power, um, to make an impact on IREF and, and these kids that are in the orphanage. And like you said, the colorful bracelets that um, brighten their lives. And then also the sharing of the gospel message, which, which is invaluable. And yeah. it's yeah. just amazing how all of what, what Michaela has done has fueled um, the sharing of the gospel uh, to hundreds of children, probably thousands, and it's just going to keep on growing. So mm-hmm. how can people help support Love You More Bracelets and where can people locate them? Sure. Um, well, we have a website we just officially launched um, a month ago, and it's www.loveyoumorebracelets.com. Mm-hmm. And on there, you're going to find a lot of information about the story behind Love You More Bracelets, um, a lot of uh, information on IRIF and the impact that Love You More Bracelets has on, on the children there. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll also see 
a lot of pictures of Michaela, the bracelets being built. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a amazing team of volunteers that every time, so all the kits are handmade first off. So we don't buy them in bulk and things like that. We're, we're hand making every single kit in our basement, in our basement. (laughs) So very ground level, but we will get, (laughs) yeah, we will get, you know, 20, 30 volunteers at each of these box building, you know, get togethers and we have fun. We'll throw on music. The kids will be running around. In fact, the kids are probably more productive productive. (laughs) than the adults. So it's pretty funny. Actually, we joke because at first we thought the kids would, would not really get involved, but yeah. Um, I think that adults do more they work talking, yeah. Adults like talk, but <laughs> yeah, they're all handmade with love and in our basement. And so we, we have our website and we also have an Instagram channel. It's love you more bracelets. Um, so you can find us there too. Um, but if you're not on social media, the website is just, it's universal for everybody to find us. And there you can get kits and we can, we also have merchandise now. We have a logo that is a butterfly. And so we have little merchandise that if you want to also support our organization, those proceeds as well will go to the children at IREF. I think we have a beanie, we have a pop socket and a journal. Yeah, journal is really nice. Very nice. And we yeah. also have... Uh, handmade bracelets that you could purchase and just keep for yourself that are um, added on to, I think the, well, you can buy them separately and there's also different packages that you can buy. So it's all on our shop in the, in the website. So that's how you can locate us and support us. And we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. I just want to, we, I was say we package everything too. So if you want to give it as a gift, you can do that. And We've had church ministries buy, you know, buy 20 boxes so they can pass them out at their church. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities to help. And uh, so you don't have to build bracelets if you don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, we would encourage you to do it because we've, we've had fun every time we've done it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just want to encourage all of our listeners please check out their website, help support the Love You More bracelets in doing so. Um, it's it's honoring Michaela, the beautiful life and, and uh, sweet girl that she is. And uh, also just um, helping IREF and the orphanage there. So check that out. Before we go, um, I just wanted to ask you real quickly our our normal three questions and especially um just because i know god's word has really sustained you through all of this tell us um what bible you use and what translation it is so i'm currently using it's called the inspire praise bible um it's a bible for coloring and creative journaling actually and it's very it's the nlt version and it's just every page or not maybe every page but every other page has a has a little picture that you can color with pencils and i that's what i highly suggest if this bible is for you and you purchase it to have color pencils because um they don't bleed through the pages yeah Um, but it's definitely a bible for those that need to journal as they visit the Lord and read his word or just have a therapeutic thing to do with their hand and coloring and just make it your own, you know, design and colors and all the pictures really do reflect the, the verse of what it is relating to. So it's been fun for me. And I think they come in purple or blue, the Bible. So awesome. We will put a link down in our show notes for that. Yeah. Um, do you have any other favorite journaling supplies that you like to use? Um, just, I like the colored pencils and then they, I do have these little thin pens. Um, I think it's, I don't remember the name, but they're, they're felt tip and they're fine um, for my journal. I don't really write with them in my, in my Bible, but I do like those for my journal. Um, I can give you the actual name. When yeah, I go to you can. 
Yep. Send it over and we'll put it, put it down in the show notes. Okay. Um, And then just lastly, what is your favorite app or website for Bible study tools? Yeah, for me, I use the Uverse uh, app. I really like that just because you usually have your phone with you. And uh, I like the Bible plans. um, And then just having the word at your fingertips anytime. Um, You can save various scriptures. A lot of times I do screenshots of -hmm. of various scriptures just so I can scroll back and look at them and uh, meditate on them. But uh, I like it because, you know, in between coming and going, you can always have that instead of, you know, jumping on other things, you can, you have that at your fingertips. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a great suggestion. I never thought of taking a screenshot (laughs) of your verse. That's a great idea. Well, um, Mike and Michelle, thank you so much for being here to, to share your amazing story of Michaela, how she's inspired the love you more bracelets. Um, it's just been a, a joy to meet you and just to continue the conversation. And, and I just want you to know too, I know there are people out there listening that very well could be going through the same, uh, difficult, challenging situation that you've Uh, had to go through. And I know it will be just so much of an encouragement um, to those people. And again, just how you have clung to to God's word and and your faith and has really seen you through. So thank you so much for being willing to share your story. Thank you for having us on and letting us share our story. And there's so much to say. And I think the Lord uses us in, in like ways like you just said that people can latch on to and that need to hear it so we're yes. always welcome to, to share what we have gone through so thank you for the opportunity thank you yes you're most welcome uh to our listeners you will find the links to everything that we talked about here today in our show notes you could also head over to our blog where we will also be posting this as a blog story and you can share comments on this episode with us there as well and finally head over to the coffee and bible time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com thank you so much for joining us today on our podcast. We love you all. Have a blessed day.